Howdy, 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 y'all. It's Corey and Travis from the Vandaliers once again with episode number 67 of Americinda. Man, uh, we just heard, what, a Johnny Cash song, and how funny is that? We were just in a bar, older than America, and on the wall was a picture of the Rat Pack, but with Johnny Cash instead of... Uh, Dean, I think. I think. I think. I, did, I didn't look super close. Maybe it was instead of Frank Sinatra, but Johnny Cash was on the wall as in the Rat Pack instead of someone else, which is pretty funny. That, yeah. that, that bar was from 1684 or something like, something like that. Where are we at? We're in uh, Eindhoven, Netherlands. Yeah, Netherlands. Who knew that was a country? <laughs> <laughs> I was just texting my wife. I saw a building older than America, and in it was an H and M, and a TK Maxx, <laughs> not a TJ Maxx, a TK Maxx. Same company. And across the street, in an old ass building, was a KFC. <laughs> <laughs> and that building was probably older than America. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we were we were sitting in that bar, and I was like, "Man, this is super weird." Like, we're just hanging out in this bar. I mean. The size of this hotel room? I I mean yes. really? With all of us. And around. we're not in a big hotel room. We're not we're not uh rich wing on the road. We're uh quite the opposite. We're scraping by. Yeah, this is a small hotel. Yeah. I I, I watch and I go, Oh, Rachel, this is a normal European hotel room. She's like, Yeah, it feels like Japan and I was like, Yeah, get ready for the month of this. <laughs> 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 you know, I mean uh, so the theme of this week's episode is hangovers. Hangovers, yeah. I mean, I feel like I've, I have a hangover right now just from what we, I feel like we traveled for thirty hours. Yeah. In this last. It day. was a solid at least twenty three on planes, and then we immediately got out of that, did an hour and a half van ride, and then walked to a bar. Yeah. So it's been a solid. You know, over a day, and it was really funny because uh, we like it got here, and I was like, "Hey, like we're gonna be." I was talking to Rachel. I was like, "Hey, we're like we're gonna be downtown. Maybe this is the town we'll never be in ever again." And then we were walking, and I was like, "Oh, we were just here last year." <laughs> like, oh shit! Six months ago, I was at this bar over here. Oh fuck! Uh, yeah, this town's great. Uh, yeah, this is also the town we spent had maybe the worst hotel we've ever had. Ever like we were talking about it and Corey, what you said, uh, uh, oh, like the one where I had bed bugs, and we we're like, no, like it was worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel said, Did you have bed bugs? And I said, No, it was actually worse than the one I got the bed bugs in. Yeah, that's how bad it was. <laughs> Somehow, this is worse than getting bed bugs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember who I told this to. It was like the day after we stayed there last year. This was like last summer. And I go, uh, this was actually worse than the time I was in jail. It's uh, <laughs> similar similar cots as to when I was in jail, but somehow much worse. I mean, the beds were so bad. Our, t- our European TM, Camille, just slept in the van last time we were here. And it was so hot and nowhere has AC that I halfway through the show last time, I took off my pants and just played in my boxers. Yeah, which we were known in America for playing uh, shirtless. Uh, in Europe, 
That was the time we played pantsless. <laughs> never has happened before. Never has happened again. I don't really want that ever to be a thing. It was literally, I was like, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass out. If I don't take my pants off, I'm going to pass out. Yeah. I, I, I remember calling Rachel right after and being like, please talk to me for a minute. I'm going to pass out. <laughs> I was talking to Camille tonight. Our That's our TM from that's over in Europe that we've had a few times. Uh, he was saying... That week that we were over, I mean, not that that month that we were over here, was the hottest on record in history. Yeah, I well, yeah, that was the whole thing. Was uh, my stupid musician ass doing stupid bullshit over here? Was over here just like playing, you know, like maybe like having a good time, but also hating it. And uh, my wife Rachel was at home moving our whole lives into somewhere completely fucking different and i just call her every day and she's just sweating fucking balls dying and i'm like well you know it's this hot here but at least i'm not moving a whole goddamn apartment yeah moving is my least favorite thing to do and my wife loves it because she grew up doing or not i don't say loves it but like grew up doing it we're like her uh, parents moved like once every year, at most every two years. You guys do it all the time. It's yeah. crazy. Just in the same town, too. Yeah, and like I said, growing up, I grew up in the same house from like birth to like 18. So I'm like, never moved. Yeah. Hated it, never wanted same. to do it. And when I got with her, she's like, okay, we're living here. Now, one year later, we're moving here. Oh, our lease is up. Now we're moving here. And I got used to it, but I also didn't get used to it because I hate it. Yeah, I'm, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I grew up the same way you did where, like, yeah, I was always in the same house. And then, like, my parents split up and when I was 15. And my mom just moved three houses down. So, like, even when I did have to walk away... It was like three houses away, and it wasn't a fucking big deal. And so, like, yeah, now I move. I move a lot more, but it's still. I feel like you guys move so fucking much. Oh, Camille's here. Camille, say hello. We were just talking about you. Oh shit! How are we doing? You all right? <laughs> good to, it's actually good to see fucking Camille. He's wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers hat. And we were just talking to him about our uh, bestie Danielle in Pittsburgh, and how. Uh, she needs to take Camille to a damn Pittsburgh Steelers game. I'm, yes. t- I'm telling you what. And the other thing is, we know Danielle listens to the show because she texts us about it. Danielle, uh, take Camille to a Pittsburgh Steelers game. <laughs> Camille, how much would you like this? I would love that very much. That, that, that would be fantastic. Yes, please. <laughs> He's literally wearing the hat right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, be, I'll be dressing like in all my, all my outfits and all this stuff. Got yeah. my towel with me ready. <laughs> Danielle gave us shit the other day because I was complaining about our Airbnb having a 10 a.m. checkout. And I was like, Danielle, I'm not complaining about you. I'm complaining about Airbnbs. Like, that's some bullshit. Like, you know all day Airbnbs have this 10 a.m. Yeah, checkout yeah. rule. Like, she got us an Airbnb at South By and... Uh, they, beautiful Airbnb. It was a great beautiful. Airbnb. It was the best you could hope for yeah. with that situation. And they kicked, you know, it was fine. We have no complaints about them. No. They kicked us out at the normal time that we were expecting yeah. to be kicked um, out. And then so Danielle listens to this podcast. So she was like, oh, fuck. F- fuck my oath. <laughs> <laughs> like, Danielle, it's okay. It's not you. It's, we're not it's bitching them. about you. Yeah, it's, it's the company. It's them. Fuck those guys. <laughs> fuck. Like, they're in legal battles about this shit. That's how bad it is. That reminds me of one other thing. Uh, we've been talking a minute. So, like, let's play a song in a second. But uh, as far as, like, talking about people listening to the podcast and hitting us up, it's been happening more and more, way more than used to happen with our old podcast. And uh, we did a segment on our last show. It was, what is a bad fan or whatever. 
And we oh, only geez. we only did this segment because I got so much shit on this. Yeah, we only did this segment because somebody hit us up and said, "Please do it," and we want to do any anything you hit us up with a question or a comment in any of our socials or emails or whatever. We will do it on this show. We don't care. And so someone hit us up and said, "What makes a bad fan?" And we did a little bit on our show about it. And then all of our friends, one by one, started listening to the show and hitting us up going, oh, I'm the bad fan. I'm sorry. And we're going, no, 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 no. You're, no, you're so good. You're so, 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 no, so, 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 so. You don't understand. You're invited to be here. This is the thing. Like, we like. Uh, uh, I'm never coming in your green room again. I'm so sorry. We're like, bitch, we invited you into our green room. Come in. You're fine. It's, it's not, not you. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> if you feel bad about it, it's not you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel. Yeah, I feel like that's the thing. Is like we only did that because we got asked to do it, and it was like, okay, like this feels really weird. Like this feels like a really weird gray area. Maybe I only did it to put. To, I only did it to make you uncomfortable because that's one of my favorite things <laughs> is to watch you being uncomfortable. Yeah, well, you. Yeah, well, you like everybody being uncomfortable, motherfucker. <laughs> Because whenever, you know, everybody walks through life, like, not like a zombie, but like, you got your whole life planned out, and you just walk through the thing, walk through your day, like, knowing exactly everything's going to come out, and if somebody, you know, you say, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. But it's, you, you're not good. You just say it, because that's what they're expecting you to say. And then sometimes you open a door for somebody, and they go, I've got arms. Yeah. <laughs> what if somebody says, how are you doing? You go, purple monkey dishwasher. They just look at you and go... What the yeah. fuck did you say? Some people like cucumbers better pickled. Yeah. <laughs> it changes their whole day. And then every decision they make from the rest of the day on is just like, is this a decision that I was coasting on? Or like they reevaluate their life and like it, it makes you live in the present. And I feel like there's something magical about that. I think that's why we enjoy each other's company, bud. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, let's play more yeah. songs about hangovers. Yeah, that's right. I got Start. a good story about a hangover after this, actually. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. 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 All right. All right, we just heard Mark Chestnut, and I know that song is great, but everybody knows that that's not right really while we're here, right? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I got this hangover story where, uh, man, I don't remember what it was. Everybody said uh, it was on our way to Sisters, Oregon, but I feel like that's not quite right. That's what I remember, and it's either it was either there or on the way to Shellraiser Festival. Ah, oh, that's what it was. I you bet should... it was on the way to Shellraiser because Sisters was like four years ago. Like it was a long three years three, ago. Yeah. Either way, hold on. What we're racing over. Both of these stories are on a plane, and we were just on a plane for almost almost twenty four hours yeah, today. Yeah. yeah. So. Airplane stories are top of mind for us today. We want to tell some airplane stories because we've done a, a lot of, actually a lot of flyout shows uh, in our career now. I mean, at least three, four a year tends to be. Anyway, there was this time, I think we we're, yeah, probably flying to Shellraiser. Either that or like, to, did we ever fly to Florida? Like, no. no, no? Was, it was one of those two. I've narrowed it down to yeah, one of those two. It was Shellraiser or Sisters. So anyway... We get on the plane in Dallas, and I'm like, I think I had gone out drinking the night before. I don't remember with who. I'm sure with Rachel, but like, and maybe you. Yeah, or maybe. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I really don't remember. And we're all sitting on the plane, and like, I'm just chilling, and I'm like, feeling like shit, like, all fucking day. All day. 
And like, we're just sitting on the tarmac and everybody's sitting right next to me. And I'm just like, man, I feel so fucking bad. I feel so fucking bad. And I've never done this ever before. I've never even thought about it before. But I pulled out the fucking puke bag and did the most silent puke you could ever fucking do into a fucking bag where just (laughs) (laughs) to where nobody but my friends knew. And I was like, I'm so sorry, guys. And I was like, this is for motion sickness. And I'm just fucking hungover, man. Like, we haven't even left the fucking airport yet. You and know? Then, uh, uh, we had a bunch of flights after that. And every time we sat on the plane, oh, God, as soon it. as we put our butts in the seat, we would reach into our seat pockets, pull out the sick bags, and all hand them to Travis. I know. And I was so surprised. I turned to Trey and he goes, nobody's handed me a sick bag yet. And I feel like this is really weird. Are we growing up? Or do we just hate each other now? <laughs> you know, I wasn't even planning on bringing this up for this show, but that just reminded me. Another hangover story of yours. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually filming a television commercial. Oh, man. <laughs> so... Uh, we were getting paid a lot of money to film a f- like, commercial for television. Like a lot of money. Like an obscene amount of money. <laughs> yeah. And uh, to, uh, fuck, I, anyway, we were, we had the to get. The day before, we sound checked and we did all this shit. We had to, we had to do a wardrobe fitting and yeah. we all brought like several outfits. Like a, I brought a whole store of clothes. And this was the funny part. I, was, I brought a, a bunch of beers in the van. And we were actually just drinking them in the backseat of the van while someone else drove us. And when we pulled up to the fitting, I rolled out of the van holding a beer and just chugging it as I stepped out. And somebody goes, what the fuck? I think at least three of us Yeah, did. and then we pulled out our outfits. A lady was like, uh, the stylist uh, that was working on this television commercial was like looking at my outfits. I pulled a beer out of my pocket. And then just started drinking it in front of her. And she goes, where the fuck did you get that? Did you bring that with you? Is it cold even? And I was like, no, it was in my pocket all day. It's hot. <laughs> we did the wardrobe fitting. Then we went to fucking Chili's at the casino and drank Presidente margaritas until we blacked out and then went to a sound check. Oh, no, you're skipping a, story, a part of the oh. story. So we, were, we blacked out. From, uh, after the sound check of this uh, commercial we were doing. And then we went up to a hotel room and we were going to record an episode of this exact podcast. Oh, man. Yeah, that's right. Probably one of the – in the 30s. I don't yeah, know. It was, yeah, it was a while time, ago. A long time ago. And then it was so bad that the next day, like, Mark, our bass player, was listening to us record it. And he's like, this is awful. Like, and he goes, don't even sound human. Yeah, he goes, you might, you might want to listen to it. Yeah, that's what he said. And the next day, we listened to it, and we've recorded some blacked out re- versions of this podcast before. We where we could barely speak, and we turned them in, and we, it was fine. And we they aired, and this one was so much worse than those. We were like, <laughs> that we were like, oh no. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> fucking turn this in are you fucking joking it was the lone me? version of this podcast that we ever just didn't air I, it never came out the cl- <laughs> the canceled the canceled episode canceled by the creators all that is to say long story short we had to wake up at 5 30 i think the next morning yeah and start filming our first scene of this commercial that was shot in a casino yeah and the sh- shoot was us uh, the scene was us walking off this tour bus 
into a venue, each carrying like a guitar or whatever. Like we're like loading in, yeah. like stunned at the size of this stage. Yeah. And some for some reason in full show clothes. <laughs> yeah, you roll <laughs> off the van already in stage yeah. dress, looking ridiculous. And so the stagehand opens. You know, the hit a cue of uh, when they say one, two, three. I open the door. You walk in. They say one, two. He opens the door. Uh, Travis is sixth in line. He runs behind the van, uh, tour bus, uh, pukes, runs back in line, and before he gets on camera in line, is just back in line, walking in. No one noticed. No one noticed. I was fifth in line, so I said, oh, shit, I noticed. The four in front of me didn't notice. The guy holding the door didn't notice. The guy filming it didn't notice. The director didn't notice. Like no a, one noticed. I like a, oh, fuck. And I just, like, took... Eight steps the other way and go, (laughs) fucking ran back and walked inside. And uh, man, our manager was on us so hard there. He was like, man, everybody says you look like shit. And I was like, yeah, man, I feel like shit. (laughs) I'm really sorry, but uh, the drinks were cheap last night. (laughs) That's a good hangover story. I'm so embarrassed still about that shit. <laughs> I mean, the, it's a pretty epic story, but honestly, pretty fucking embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure Camille's had the same fucking deal happen to him before. <laughs> I'm sweet, dude. I, I'm, I'm, racking, I'm racking my brain now. No, I know we've got a hundred more hangover stories. I can't think of one that tops that for me at this moment, but I'm well, sure that we'll think of one think, in the next break. I think the thing that tops that is that we were getting paid for that, and I made an, a total ass out of myself. You're right. You're yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, or it's like, oh, we're making this much money. Oh, Travis is so fucked up. He has to throw up literally one second before the shoot. <laughs> 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 the other thing was uh, they were dismissing everyone halfway through the day it was like everyone go eat lunch and they are like except for you guys uh, don't leave this room here's some lunch uh, don't leave this room we can't trust you to come back because last time you showed up shirtless <laughs> <laughs> I did show up shirtless <laughs> and playing Dustin's guitar really loudly shirtless mm-hmm. and we kind of got in trouble for that. Yeah, I mean that was that that was that was that we did the show, and they're like, maybe we don't get this commercial after this. <laughs> it ended up airing for two years straight, so we did something right. I'm still getting paid for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so after all those outfit changes we did uh, and wardrobe fittings, or whatever, the only thing of me that ended up in that commercial was my belt buckle for like less than one second. How about you? My boots. For how many? How long? And maybe my belt buckle. Yeah, I mean, less... Five seconds? Like, I, I don't fucking know. I don't even know if my face is... My, I don't even think my face is My in face it. is not in that commercial. And we were there for, like, days uh, doing a lot of work. Like I said, my, it was only my, like, thumb and belt buckle for, like, not even a whole... It wasn't even a whole second. It was like a oh, boom, 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 gone. And it was my belt buckle, and my fat ass's belly is hanging over my belt buckle. I don't know why they fucking showed that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got that Dunlop syndrome, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you want to play some more Hangover songs? Yeah, you in the mood? You in the I mood? Like, I feel like it's time. <laughs> Here we go.
I'm not hungover. You're, you're hungover, Travis. I'm probably about to be hungover, honestly. I drank enough to where uh, I'll probably be hungover in an hour or two. Honestly, sure. uh, we've been on either planes or vans or planes and then other vans and then trolleys and then more vans and more trains for over 23, 24 hours today. And then as soon as we hopped off, checked into a hotel for about 10 minutes and then went right to a bar. So and And... Every time the stewardess would walk by on any of those circumstances, we say uh, more, more red wine, more red wine. So, right. well, it's also free. Yeah, and it was free because we're broke. So I think we will be hungover madly tomorrow. Also, our flight was Dallas to Istanbul, all the way across Europe, and then Istanbul back 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 to Dusseldorf, Germany. Yeah. So we literally flew all the way across Europe just to fly right all the way back. That's a that's a pro uh, travel move. If I, I'll tell you yeah. that, uh, if you're about to travel somewhere, search for um, places in the news that are like war torn or that like have just had a tragedy of some sort. Uh, I mean, this is I'm not being facetious right now. Like, look, and sometimes the prices go down when like uh, Turkey just had a big thing where like terrorists were doing some shit and like. All of a sudden, travelers don't want to go there. So it's like if we book a flight to Turkey and then book a flight from Turkey. Our, yeah, our round-trip tickets were $750 a person. I say that's less than the round-trip tickets I booked like from uh, Chicago to Dallas the other day. Like, Yeah, it's like impossibly cheap. So anyway, anytime you're looking to fly somewhere, try to find a middle stop like a – where you can hop on, you know, to and from that has like some terrorist shit going on. It it really like lowers the. <laughs> I feel like this is going a bad direction. No, but that's, that's a pro move. Like, really, you should do this. I'll be flying to Afghanistan soon, yeah. for sure. But like, just you know, you just be in the Afghanistan airport. You don't gotta like get out and oh, then that's just. So sad. I wanted to hang out in Istanbul so fucking bad. I actually did. I wanted to get some like better. Oh, we we had some Turkish coffee in the airport, but I really wanted to hop out. It looked beautiful from the airplane yeah. window. I know. It was it's so like, green. Gorgeous as fuck, and it's like I know uh, Rachel's wanted to go, and I want to go. Or it's just like it's this place where you're just like. Oh, Istanbul, it's like one of the cradles of all civilization. And it's like, I'm here for three fucking hours. I can't even, I don't even have time to leave the airport. Like, Travis, what? your phone closes every time we Dude, stop. Dude, it's because my phone's almost dead, uh, bro. You're plugged in. I know, and it's it's, it's still, on, I should turn it off low power mode, you know. I'm doing that amateur-ass shit where, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm still learning. In that break, we just heard a, a, a Diamond Rug song. And I just want to mention it for a second because uh, that's a band that doesn't, tour very often because yeah. it's a bunch of dudes and a bunch of other bands like uh, fucking Deer Tick and Dead Confederate and Los Lobos and Do you remember the time uh, it was when we were first beginning to be a band and we had to play a shitty holiday party and you asked me to play a Diamond Rugs song with you oh I do yes and, I- and everyone got off stage and just yeah. me and you were left on stage and I was playing the piano and you were just like improvised going violin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I like this song, but I really don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> it was a hit, I feel like. Yeah, I I uh I still love that song and I still love this band. Yeah. And uh anytime only you can, like, of that. Yeah, anytime you can like r- rhyme Mugu Guy Pan into a song, that's <laughs> fucking <laughs> that's 
true. It's like that. What's that Warren Zevon song where he's like, he also rhymes a oh, uh, yeah. a Soho Soho or Noho or something yeah. like that with the uh, or Low Main or something with another one. You're like, oh fucking good job, Warren Zevon. You're fucking wild. So I was watching uh, Diamond Rugs. Like I said, they like it's hard for them to tour because they're all in uh, six you know successful bands. That, and, I didn't realize it was like people. I oh yeah, they're just... yeah. It was, oh, and a guy from um, Black Lips. It, it, anyway, it's a bunch of dudes from other bands. They all can't get together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did. They've done like I feel like only like two big tours, and I mm-hmm. saw the second one, and it was at uh, Gas Monkey Bar and Grill, the smaller room there. Ugh, it's a terrible venue, or it's not even around anymore. Oh yeah, it doesn't even exist. It doesn't exist. Uh, they. Changed it for a minute to Amplified, and that just closed too. So they, that venue's gone. Uh, that was my first show with you guys. That was your first show with us. We can come back to that. Let me first <laughs> hop <laughs> sorry, over this. Sorry. Let me hop over here, and then we'll hop over to that. Uh, the show was so bad because it was in a part of town. It's outside of – it was close to Dallas, but not too close it's to Dallas. Terrible. So no one from Dallas would go there hardly. It's terrible. Nobody goes there. I did see a packed deer tick show there where it was like sold out and it was like a thousand people or fifteen hundred people or whatever there, but then like I said, uh, two guys from deer tick were in this band and there were like forty people there. So like, or if if that you know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like most of the times. I mean, I played there with Eleven Hundred Springs with a different band. There was like twenty, thirty, yeah, people there, and that's Dallas legends. Yeah, you know. So they were, the funny part was they were about to be done with their set and they were not going to do an encore. And one of the dudes like looks over and he goes, our hotel's like right there. And like he pointed to it like over behind the stage and he goes like, it's like 10 o'clock and I'm bored as fuck and I don't want to go there. And there's not enough people here to do an encore, but can we do one anyway? And everyone's like, yeah, whatever. And then like they had a cooler of beer on stage and he just started picking up all the beers out of it and just tossing them to everyone in the crowd. And then everyone's like, yeah. And they did like three more songs and they were, they ripped. That was the, that was a good thing about, uh, guess my camera when I first started playing like live music and we play up there and we'd always be like, hell yeah, we get a whole cooler full of yeah. beer and they'll just keep restocking it. Yeah. And then they got in trouble for filling up, uh, their high end liquor bottles with well liquor. That's true. <laughs> that venue got in trouble. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot for, yeah, putting low-shelf liquor in their high-shelf bottles. Yeah. It, it, the guy that owned it was the guy that did the Gas Monkey show on Discovery Channel. Yeah. Seems like a tool. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know that guy. I'm not trying to talk, talk shit. But, uh. So we had done, as, as Vandaliers, two or three shows without you, Travis. And then we're like, yeah. okay, we got to get Travis in the band. He's in the band now. And we were going to open for uh, me and Mark's other band that was bigger at the time or whatever. Oh, yeah. And so it was me and uh, Mark and our other dudes. And, oh, our bass player was also the bass player in Vandaliers at the time. Yes. So uh, we were about to play the show, and all of a sudden he just – he was about to walk on stage. Right, right as he was walking on stage, he just – passed out like just collapsed cold not a, cold. like in the in the middle of the venue yeah i mean i mean cold like it was he was done yeah he was just done yeah and he was just like then he woke up for a second he's like i'm just sorry i'm on antibiotics and i just had like one drink and they, the two didn't mix or whatever and i'm a little dehydrated 
and they had already called the ambulance and they're like, well, we already called it. So you have to get on it. And so he just like got in it and then went away. And then we both, both bands had to play a set without a bass player. Two, two bands on stage, no, no bass players among us. What a weird time that was. What a weird, what, what a weird, oh man. Yeah. I remember that and just being like, Oh, what? It's the most expensive thing I can order off the menu. They're going to hate me for ordering this. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, their whole reason he's not in the band anymore is because, like, we were doing a show. We were about to do a show not even that far from our house, like, you know, two or three hours from our house. Not a far from by our today's standards oh, at all. Yeah. And, like, the night before, he goes, I, I can't go. And we were about to cancel. And I was like, Josh, do not cancel the show. I own a base. I've got a bass amp. I'm just going to play the bass parts. I'm going to learn them tonight, and just we're going to go. And we just did it, and it was fine. Damn, that was that San Marcos and New Braunfels shit, right? Yeah. yeah. And so that happened like two or three more times, and by the third time it was just like, no, 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 no. Like, we got to have a trumpet. We got to have keyboard parts. We got to have sing. Like, yeah. I can't sing and play bass good. We need a, another guy. Yeah, I remember. Well, the funny part about that was like that first night was – we played some shit hole I don't remember and New San Marcus or some shit. Yeah. And uh, me and you blacked out hard and we're just like sitting cross legged in the parking lot, fucking drinking, shit, eating fucking food. And then the next night it was like we were playing River Road Ice House, and it was funny because it was uh, it was fucking Roger Klein and the Roger Peacemakers. Roger Klein and yeah. the Peacemakers, which. We were all like, that's cool, I guess. And, like, now we know those guys. But, like, back then it was like, oh, like, I mean, no one was there. Yeah. Like, no one was there. And, like, Dustin's shit busted. And you were on bass. Like, I think Dustin's whole amp, like, they just. Roger Klein, Yeah, like, Roger Klein brought their a different amp up for him to play. And, like, we didn't know those guys at all. And it was real, like, oh, cool. Thank you guys so yeah. much, you know. Like, oh, what a weird that was a long time ago, yeah. man. <laughs> anyway, now we're in Germany, about to bust some shit out tomorrow. Like we're, not, we're in Netherlands. We're not even. Ger- we oh, were in we Germany were in Germany earlier. early today. God damn it! <laughs> We've been in Turkey, Germany, U.S. and Netherlands in the last twenty four hours. Yeah, uh, Travis, what song are we about to play next? Because uh, we are about to bust some hangover songs on your ass. I think X. Nausea. Fuck the X! I love the X. Yeah. We got to play with them on a tw- uh, on a fucking cruise ship last year. Hell yeah. yeah! It's like my it's like my mom on pills or something. <laughs> <laughs> This is Americinda episode number 67 with your best friends, Travis and Corey Graves of the Vandaliers, the internationally famous Vandaliers. <laughs> you only say that shit because we're sitting in, uh, what's, Netherlands right now. I know, I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've, uh. Did we talk? Are, did we already talk about how fucked up last time we played here was? Oh, tell them about the uh, the decibel beaners. Tell 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 that story. Oh man, what a weird thing! You know what? It's weird is because I guess nobody else is as smallly fa- like not famous as us that play that we know. Um, but there's certain countries when you're in Europe, where if you are louder than ninety eight decibels. They have a limiter on their whole sound system, 
that cuts all your sound. And to put that in perspective, uh, if none, if nobody in the band is playing at all, and then uh, Trey just hits the snare drum like at an average volume, it's like a hundred and ten decibels. Yeah, so it's like, like, pretty much impossible for this band to like play that way if you've seen us live and so i feel like we dealt with that in germany we're dealing with it in netherlands i i feel like maybe that's mostly all of it but yeah like if you're playing and you go above this certain decibel level the whole sound system kind of shits out and cuts the sound about in half so like you'll be in the middle of a song and it'll be super loud and it'll be nothing yeah nothing and um there's literally nothing you can do about it. Like, we had to convince a uh, venue owner last time we were here to just let us play as a three-piece because it was never going to work in his venue. And it was, like, a huge deal, and it wasn't cool, and it was, like, a lot of back and forth and finally it worked out and we're going back there as a three piece, but it is but a booked weird... as a three piece this time. Yeah, but booked as a three piece this time where last time it was like as a full band and he was like, but it's booked this way. And I was like, you can't be as exciting as a three piece. And then all of a sudden a couple of songs and we're shirts off, yeah. we're climbing on shit. We're jumping off of shit. Yeah, yeah. And people in the audience are like, going what the fuck is this and he goes okay yeah this is pretty exciting yeah, still i mean we'll, we will kick it in the dick we will kick it in the dick uh but yeah it's a really weird thing out here where it's like why are you booking rock bands or real i mean any band if you can't <laughs> support the sound of a jet engine i guess you know <laughs> I, don't, I don't you know i don't really know yeah you know so we're on episode 67 uh a thing i want to do is so two episodes from now, episode 69, we've got some special shit planned. One of the special things we have planned is I'm going to tell my best story, like my all-time best story, and it's awesome. Are you going to do all, – I'll just be silent. You can do all the way? I'm going to go all – yeah. So the thing is this story is uh, – it's part horror story. It's part comedy. It's part action. It's part mystery. And the reason I want to tell it is because it's like, um, you know, I think when you do like a really good prank on a person, uh, the good thing is like you see the payoff. This is a thing where like uh, a, the best prank I've ever heard in my life happened. I guess that's the way to put it. It's not even a prank. It's a nightmare. It was in, uh, put on some strangers. And the best part of a, a prank is that you see the payoff. This was 12 years ago, and I've never seen the payoff. And I'm hoping that if I tell this story and enough people listen and can tell their friends and they can tell their friends and they can tell their friends, maybe somehow, some way, it can get back to the original people that this pain was inflicted onto. And I want to know their reaction because there's no explanation from their point what happened to them a thing happened to them that uh it could be a ghost you know what i'm saying yeah. this was the scariest thing that could ever happen to a person and it would be funny if you were there the next day to witness it but if you weren't there 
what the fuck do you think? And I want to meet these people. I want to hear from them. And I, I've gone 12 years thinking I'm never going to hear from these people. I've only the past couple of weeks gone, maybe if I tell this story, there's some way I can hear from these people. I mean, it's the most fucked up story I've ever heard. It's the most fucked up story I've ever told anybody. Because I've heard it so many times from you. I'm just like, well, I'm going to tell people <laughs> yeah. this shit because it's fucked up. Where you're just like, is this real? Did this really happen? Like, was he lying? Like... What like what happened here? Uh, what happened to these people? Um, I need to know. It's it's, uh, it's been eating me up for literally twelve years. I think about it almost every day. I'm not kidding. I mean, it is a fact. And like I said, the story comes up a couple times a tour because it's so fucked up. Like it's one of those things where it's a story where people won't even necessarily believe. It really happened. Yeah. It, it, and it, it is real, but like... It, or is it? I don't know. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Or is it? Or was this MF just fucking lying about it? Like, who fucking knows? Like, you were there, so you saw some of it. At least yeah. some of it's real. Uh, uh, a good portion of it's real. Yeah. And we're going to tell the whole story. I hope that's a good tease, because we're going to tell this whole story on episode 69. So that's... Uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to try to bust out enough episodes really quickly in a short amount of time that we can do episode 69 on 420. I think that's the whole deal. I mean, Camille freaked out when he heard that. So I think that's the idea, right? Yeah. And we're going to tell this story. And uh, man, I just can't. I wonder what I, I wonder what people are even going to say when they hear it. I wonder if we're going to. I hope we get some responses. I hope maybe maybe somebody's heard of this. Yeah. Maybe somebody knows. Maybe somebody knows these people that this happened yeah, to. Yeah, God, that's my whole that's the whole reason I want to tell this. I've I've I never wanted to tell it until I was like, you know what? I could I figured out like if I told this and people knew somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody, maybe it could finally spread and we could hear from those people. If if it happened to me, I would never feel comfortable in my entire life ever again. I wouldn't if this story happened to me, I would never sleep in a hotel room again. Yeah. Uh maybe not in my own house. <laughs> yeah. Again. So stay tuned for two more episodes <laughs> and also tell everyone you fucking know to listen to us two more episodes from now cuz it's going to be fucking epic shit. All right, well, I feel like that was a good teaser. Should we play some music? Let's do some yeah, music. Yeah, what, right. song, uh, what songs do we have coming up uh, next? Because I know we heard some more songs. I know we, I know we got They're about hangovers. There. Oh, I think we got Mel McDaniel, bro, and some Jimmy B and some Uncle T. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, that was an Uncle Tupelo song that we just heard, and then, and we've played with uh, Sun uh, Sunvolt a few times now. The uh, spinoff of that group, they were uh, always good to us. Man, uh, yeah, playing with those guys was a huge deal for me, because uh, I loved that song Traces, the record Traces, and um, it was so weird because we played with them. The first time we played with them was at not Medicine Stone, but. Diamond Stone that replaced Medicine Stone after Turnpike wasn't involved anymore. Yeah, so it was like, I don't want to talk shit, like essentially non-existent. And we watched Uncle Tupelo, this legendary Americana band who almost started the genre, play to like me, you, and like 
10 other guys yeah. in a field. Well, the whole deal was like, it was an all day festival and I got offered mushrooms like 30 times throughout the day. I did them. Yeah, yeah I did some. Yeah. But like every time I would see, they would, somebody offering mushrooms, they disappear. And so like 12 hours later, like the hundreds of people that were there dwindled away to their campsites, fucked up on mushrooms. And it was like 30 sober guys watching. I mean, we were like the third band before those guys. Yeah. And it was still like, 200 people out there in a, a fucking field the size of two football fields, you know, where you're like, all right, cool, <laughs> like, uh, whatever. I mean, it was, I had a great fucking time. Yeah, They're a great awesome. band, and we had a great fucking time. We played with them a couple weeks later to a few thousand people, like. Yeah, they Who actually gave a fuck. They yeah. actually give a fuck, and yeah. they weren't on mushrooms. It was. Yeah, it was really nice, and uh, we actually got to hang out with them a little bit, and uh, they're really nice, and uh, yeah, I can't say enough good things about those guys, and they're still a, a huge, like, I still love that fucking record so fucking much. Yeah. So this show is about hangovers. We've been doing hangover songs this whole time. I don't know how much we've mentioned it, but, like, uh, let's talk more about that. So this past tour that we just did before this one, uh, where we were in Florida for a little bit, uh, was my first experience. I think it was your first experience as well with doing the uh, when you're hungover, going over, oh, going over to get an IV of fluids to yeah. help you cure your hangover. Yeah, I mean, well, I think, and so I think maybe the biggest problem was I wasn't really hungover. Gotcha. I mean, maybe a little bit. Were you? I think I was, and it. I felt good for that day, but then the next day it was like it didn't help. The problem with me is, like, I didn't want really want to do it at all. Like, I'm not interested. I was like, well, maybe it'll make me feel better. But I didn't feel that bad. I was just tired. Yeah. Oh, man, they put that IV in me. I about passed out. I about you, like, you have a problem with needles? Is that a... No, it was a, uh, like, they put the needle in me. And then they're like, well, you're either going to be okay with it or you're not going to be okay with it. <laughs> and my body was 100% like not okay with it. Like they put the needle and I was like, I don't, I don't like needles, but I'm like, I'm okay. Like I'll, I'll be fine. I can deal with it. Like I'm a grown boy. I can deal with it. But the thing was, as soon as that start shit started shooting into me, I started seeing stars, my like arm tensed up oh, and was like, it wasn't letting anything in at all. And they had to stop all of it completely, like bringing a whole AC unit. Like, uh, they had to slow the drip down to almost nothing just so like my body would allow it to go into my veins. Cause my body was like, no, absolutely not. I mean, I was, I was going to pass out. Like I, I was sitting there. I was like, uh, Meanwhile, me and Dustin were in the next room over. Our body like sucked up that shit. Like, yeah. I mean, Rachel was sitting right next to me. Her, she was fucking done. She was fucking done with it. And they're like, "All right, it's about time." And I was like, halfway through, <laughs> halfway through, and I was like, "I gotta leave." Like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, you know, I don't want to be like derogatory, so I don't say who this was. But we were talking to a band a little bit after that. And the person was saying that uh, they get dehydrated a lot and then it blows their... It was a lead singer of a band. And it was like, it blows my voice. And I've had to cancel shows because my voice has been blown out. And I don't want to cancel shows anymore. So I started doing IVs pretty frequently. Yeah, yeah. And uh, cured all that. So he's been doing shows. It hasn't blown out his voice anymore. That's crazy. Uh, but also, 
pulled up his sleeves and he goes, but look, I got all these track marks. It looks like I've been doing heroin, but no, I've just been doing IVs to save my voice. I mean, yeah, that's the thing is like I did it and I didn't feel better in any way. And I, I mean, did yeah, I know you did maybe so a little I, bit. I, said I felt better for like half a day or a day and the next day was back to but, usual. But they were like, you're going to feel good for a week. Two weeks? Yeah, like, like you're going to feel amazing like you've never felt in your whole life. Because we put all these vitamins in there. And... I just pissed all that shit right the fuck out, man. Like it didn't do anything. For, I didn't feel more awake. I didn't feel more energized. I didn't feel like high. I mean, I drink a lot of water anyway. I didn't feel anything. It yeah. didn't do anything for me. Water, that's a good hangover cure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> dude, I'll drink so much water when I'm fucking hungover. hungover I'll throw it back up. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just drink so much water because I'm so dehydrated. I just throw it up. Yeah. I would like to try the thing where you do like the B12 shot in your ass. Like, I know they offered me just a B12 shot and I should have just done that. Yeah. I should have just done that. They, We thought that's what we we're getting and they're like, we're just going to dump some B12 in your bag. And it was like, oh, cool. I'm going to like hyper for 30 minutes and then I'm back to feeling fine yeah i did i don't know I, I i i know so many people who swear by it and for me it was just like meh okay what so what hangover cures do work for you if it's not ivs what what's your kind of go-to's i mean i don't really have any like uh uh my hangover cure cures are i probably got to shit two or three times and then I probably got to eat two or three times as well. Yeah. Like, pretty big meals, pretty big shits. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I think jerking off's a good one for me. I feel like that, that helps me a little bit. Yeah, like, I get that if you got to go, like, if you're, like, hungover and you can just jerk off and go to sleep. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, that doesn't like that. Just makes me more tired if I just do it when I'm hungover. It's like a hair of the dog. Like if you can do like one more shot of whiskey and jerk off, you'll kind of feel better. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely just like, uh, throwing up helps. Like if I can, I'm. Ter- I try not to do that if I can help it. It's I'm, been years since I've thrown up. It's, so I'm, I don't throw up very often, and I'm, I can't make myself do it. Yeah. But if, like. I feel that bad. Like, if I'm that hungover, I'll just just let me throw yeah. up. Please, just let me throw up. I know we've already told one throw-up story of yours on the show, but can we tell one more before we play the next song? Uh, sure, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you can tell one of me in the next break, but uh, my one of my favorite stories of you, and I know we, we've told on the show before, but as we've found out in the comments, a lot of people haven't heard... Uh, a lot of our previous shows, so they they think we've only done two episodes of this show, even though we're on episode sixty seven. It's so it's so weird because like oh we're gonna tell this again. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like most people haven't heard it, so yeah, I'm gonna yeah. tell it again. Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember where we were now because it's been so long because we told it years ago on the show. Uh-huh. Uh, we've been t- saying that we've done this show for two years. We've actually been doing the show for three years. Has it been that long? It was twenty twenty when we started. Oh fuck. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, so uh, we were somewhere and Travis blacked out and then threw up. And okay. then uh, he said, I'm sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry that I threw up. And then everyone's like, no big deal, buddy. It was, uh, it was at Tur- Turf Club in St. Paul. Minnesota? Uh, yeah, when it was like 
2017, 18. We were with... Uh, Probably 2018. Four on the floor. <laughs> yeah. We were with four on the floor, and it was like sold out show. Sold out show. We were opening for four on the floor in their hometown. And he, we're in the snow, and he pukes, and we're like at the hotel. So I didn't just puke. I like projectile puked. Yeah, yeah. But like we were at the hotel. We didn't care. He just like stepped yeah, aside. Yeah. He puked. And we're like, that's fine. We'll just take you there. Everyone's puked. In fact, everyone puked on that tour, but like one night apart. So like only one person puked a night, and we rotated it. It was very, uh, very professional the way we rotated our pukes that tour. <laughs> very, very chill. And so that was your night, and then you were like, "I'm sorry." We're like, "Don't apologize. That was your night. It's your turn." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, "I'm sorry," and we said, "Travis, you're you're perfectly fine." It's one hundred percent acceptable. The thing you just did, and I felt so unprofessional. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, me and Josh, I think, or me yeah, and yeah. somebody walked you up to our room, and uh, the the three of us were sleeping in a hotel room together, and you said it like twenty more times. I'm sorry, and we said, Travis, you're you're one hundred percent good. I actually I threw up yesterday, and you carried me to the hotel room, so I'm the one that should be sorry. Uh, so we're we're even. I'm sorry. Josh goes, I threw up two days ago, and you carried me up to the room. Uh, we're even. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. 20 more times of this. Uh, Travis, you don't have to say you're sorry. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. We go, Travis. I was like, after, it's been 20 minutes of you saying I'm sorry, just over and over, groaning on the bed. And I said, uh, Travis, if you say the words I'm sorry one more time, I'm going to turn around and punch you as hard as I can on the balls. <laughs> He says, I apologize. <laughs> I mean, it's still a fucking good story. <laughs> Blacked out. I apologize. I apologize. I appreciate you. I apologize. You want to play some more songs? Yeah, fucking damn. I haven't heard that story in a minute. <laughs> yeah, let's play some more fucking shit. <laughs> All right, so as everybody knows, Nirvana famously wore dresses on TV, what, Corey? 20, 20 years ago, SNL? 20, t- more than 20 years ago? Early, 30, ni- 30 early years ago? Uh, early 90s, I mean. So oh, shit. Fuck, ago. that was 30 years ago. Oh, fuck. <laughs> You're old. I am. <laughs> 30 years ago, and uh, I, if you know us, pay attention to our sh- socials. We have recently done... Um, the same thing maybe I don't know a month ago. Yeah, for a different reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trying to help and promote some issues that are going on, uh, in the country right now. Um, actually, let's let's, let's stop there for a second. We the day we put the dresses on for that show that we did was uh coincidentally, and this wasn't our intent at the time. Oh, super accidental. Uh, super weird. accidental. Uh, just a couple hours after Tennessee, we were in Tennessee, and Tennessee signed uh, the bill making drag illegal or whatever in front of minors. Uh, and the day that they, the bill was supposed to go into action, it was actually recently, which was my birthday, April 1st. And the day before, or that early that day, I can't remember, one or the other, uh, a judge declared that the the law was unconstitutional. Yeah, and I mean, I remember you talking about it, and we all did it thinking, like, 
maybe this was going to pass, you know, probably this was going to pass. I don't think we all, all realized that it was going to be that day that it was going to pa- going to be passed. And I don't mm-hmm. think that we realized like being in this small town outside of Knoxville that it would, um, I guess, make the impact that it did. Like, I feel like it's really weird. It's weird that, yeah, because uh, we've said this before, there's maybe 80 people at the show and... You know, that's the impact that we wanted to make. That we yeah, wanted to I mean, be like. Uh, it was one of the smallest shows of the whole run. You know. We wanted to make a positive impact for these eighty people at this show, yeah. and that was good enough for us in that moment. Yeah, I mean that. I, I think that's all we uh, were striving to do, and I know that's all you had set out to do in your original like thing that you had said, "Hey, I'm going to do this," and we're like, "Okay, we'll do this." with you this makes sense this seems like a good idea we all believe in this as well i don't think we realized like it wasn't it wasn't supposed to no yeah uh, i I posted a photo of us uh, that rachel took right before we played and uh right after we got done i put a middle figure emoji and said fuck a drag bill by the time josh walker played right after us by the time his set was done we had thousands of people retweeting it and I was like, oh no, like in the eight year like history of this band, nothing has blown up like that. That's not happened before. Why well, do I remember saying, me and you both talking about like, oh, if we do this, you know, like let's break the internet. And it was like, but like, as a ju- like it yeah, wasn't yeah. like for real. It was like, oh, whatever. No, yeah. Let's get like a, a couple dozen likes on this post or whatever. Yeah. like. But that wasn't even the reason to do it. It was just like yeah. after the fact, like, oh yeah, let's get a picture of it. And then let's get a couple of. Yeah, I was like, oh, this like this will look good, and you know, like we're trying to do a good thing. I don't think, I I definitely didn't realize what I was gonna do, for sure. And to wit, like uh, uh, yesterday, not only so the day after we did the post, we Im- immediately got a call. It's crazy. This is like when a was that? A month later. A month later. Yeah. So the, that next day, we got a call from Rolling Stone, and they were like, let's do an interview. The, then it was in Rolling Stone. Then it was in a bunch of other places. It was on like... LA Times. LA Times. Uh, MSNBC, Yahoo, all the local media, all the Knoxville media, DFW media. USA Today. Uh, yeah, it was kind of everywhere where it was just like, what the fuck? I mean, we were number three on google searches if you search the drag bill like it was oh, fucking we weird. we topped the front page of reddit for a day like, yeah, like what yeah and crazy that was none of, none of the stuff that was expected or that we were trying to do but uh so in the the day before we flew out here to europe uh we were not only reposted by george takai which, which is, is awesome <laughs> That got millions of, like, he had millions of followers, and it got tens of, whatever, like, a, a, a lot of attention. Later in that same day, Breitbart posted our article, which was fucking great. Called us, like, disgusting, just talking about how terrible we are, because they're super right-wing, and just, like... All oh. I saw all that day was just Instagram, like, you know, I'll get notifications, and every single, disgusting disgusting y'all are disgusting yeah disgusting and it's just such a uh, hilarious to me because like uh it doesn't you know it doesn't really bother me because the positive the amount of positive comments we've gotten from it is not exaggerating over a thousand to one so like we'll get a thousand like 
keep going. Great job. Great job. Great job. Great job. And then one guy, like, dropping a slur on us. And it's like, okay, you're whatever. You don't matter. Fuck off. And so, um, I mean, yeah, it's easy just also to, like, block and delete those guys. And it doesn't, it just doesn't you matter. Don't, you don't affect us, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but the hilarious, uh, the, when the Breitbart stuff kept coming down, it was like a lot of people were just posting our, our stuff. And it's like... Uh, I've never even heard of you. I, I'm going to boycott you. And it's like, cool, you kind of already were then, right? Like, <laughs> Also, thanks, Breitbart, for all the fucking... Po- the if you've fucking never heard of us, like, if fuck? you've never listened to us anyway, what does it matter if you never listen to us again? Like, it is, yeah, You're not uh, really hurting us. I don't, yeah, I don't want you at our show anyway. Yeah, don't come to the show. Yeah. And then uh, the overwhelming thing, which I thought was really, really funny, was almost 50% of the comments were like, you guys are just selling out to the libs to make a quick buck and then the other half of the comments were like well you guys are about to find out what happens when you go woke you're gonna go broke and it's like well which which is it are we about to go broke or rich i don't know i'm been broke this whole time i don't don't, what do you you what do you think we were doing i'm Broke right now. <laughs> how, how are we going to go broker than what we already no, are? I make less than minimum wage <laughs> playing in a band. Some some guy tagged me and, and he was like, uh, I saw a drag show, uh, multiple drag shows, and it was men and they were showing their genitals to children or whatever. And I just said, this uh, did not happen. Yeah, this is 100% not true. And uh, they said... Now you're trying to tell me what didn't didn't happen and what I haven't haven't seen. And I was just like, I reposted it and I was like, tell me you don't know what tucking is without yeah. telling you. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the whole deal, is you don't see their junk because they're dudes. <laughs> and they're really trying hard to like put the illusion out. Like if they ever flash, you're not seeing shit because that's the whole illusion. I don't think I've ever seen a drag queen where I could tell they had a dong. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what duct tape and tucking yeah, does, man. That's the whole fucking deal, y'all. <laughs> uh, so I do... <laughs> the, uh, we've, so we've gotten interviewed uh, a dozen times since then, and it's been everywhere. And the most recent one, Josh and I were on a Zoom call with Yahoo Entertainment, and they were doing a story on us... Guster and Yola Tango, who had all three done drag in the within the past month or whatever, mm-hmm. and the story ended up actually kind of being mostly just about us because I don't know if like uh, you know it seemed like Guster maybe did like a you know sent some questions in via email and Yola Tango maybe just didn't respond you know because <laughs> they're famous actually <laughs> yeah, yeah. and just don't have time to <laughs> uh, they don't care yeah, yeah. they're just like we just did this whatever so it was like twenty quotes from me and Josh and at the end the. Uh, the gal was like, uh, anything else you just want to say? And I was like, I was like, well, you need a good closer here, so let me tell you a joke. And I was just trying to leave the article on a lighthearted... Oh, no. Corey, what'd you do? I, well, <laughs> I was trying to leave it on a lighthearted note. I didn't and I, read this article at all, by the okay, way. Okay, <laughs> well, I had a funny quip, and here's what I was trying to say, and like, let me tell you the gist of it. And here's the joke that I was trying to leave on was that um, I was loading out my gear after wearing a dress and it was very hard to carry a hundred pound keyboard downstairs while wearing a dress and while doing a hard activity like that in a dress 
uh, I could tell how difficult it would be to like injure another person while wearing a dress or like mm-hmm. uh, that was the gist of the joke. Yes. Anyway, so I was trying to tell it to a person in an interview and I got kind of flustered and I forgot a lot of words and I tried to say it's not uh, drag queens that are being pedophiles like pastors are. It's, Whoa. you know, whatever. I was trying to be like make a funny and then like, anyway, I was carrying this keyboard down the stairs and I said, uh, uh, I said, I didn't say the word pedophiles because I couldn't think of it. And I was, I stumbled for so long that I just had to like move on with the sentence. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, I said the word pastor rapes. And what? I, yeah, I was like, you know, I was like, it ain't these drag queens doing pastor rapes. What? I mean, what I. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I got to move on from that and just tell the rest of the joke and finish it. And you should have said off the record, off the record, <laughs> off the record. <laughs> then the rest landed, and I was like, "Well, surely she'll clean up that first part of it." And then I was, the article came out. I was reading it in the car. I was like, "Oh no, she put pastor rapes in there." <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't how that was supposed to be at all. <coughs> You're bringing down the church. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the word was pedophiles, not <laughs> pastor rapes, which. One isn't a word, and two, I don't think it's a thing. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of pastors doing rapes. I, I mean, it is, sure, it's a thing. You don't way, call it pastor rapes, yeah, though. Way more than drag queens. That was my point. <laughs> and it's hard, I'm saying, it's hard to... When you're out there, yeah. watch out for pastor rapes. <laughs> you know. How do we come back from this? You want to play a song? I don't know. The fuck to say after that? Listen to us. Oh. Play music. Fuck. All right. Well, we're still here, and I hope you guys are still too. And we're still doing this show. And we just heard this great song by Merle Haggard called "It's Been a Great Afternoon." And my old boy Corey just told me that uh, that is a song specifically about. Being hung over and fucking uh, in the afternoon to get rid of your hangover. And I got to say, I don't know if this might be too personal, but my favorite thing to do when I'm hungover is fuck. Yeah, why is that? What's the... I don't know, bro. I just got boner all day long after when I'm hungover. It's if Only if I have nothing to do. I did I... say like four breaks ago that one of my hangover cures is jerking off, so maybe we were on yeah, the same page here. Yeah, like, like I got a I got a 100% bone. Like, yeah, like if I'm hungover, I'm, I'm not going to wake up and bone. Like, I got to like be sitting around, yeah. like hanging out, chilling. Uh, but that's, that's the, that's the best cure for it. 100, that, that and smoking weed. Do you have other cures? So we went, uh, the whole show without really talking about all of our good hangover cures. Are there other, what, what do you also you got? There's waking up on tour. You gotta, your hangover, you got, you're hungover a lot and so, you, you, there's no way around it. You've got to sit in the van 12 hours a day and then you've got to play a show and then you got to like there's you there's no escape you gotta still work the worst part about tour is there's not a lot of cures other than like eating and sleeping 
like when I'm a at, lot of water in a, a lot of water. When I'm at home, it's like a lot of water. I'll smoke some weed so it it calms my stomach, calms my brain. Don't think gets rid of the headache, bone. Like those are the cures for me. But that is also like a. Uh, I have nothing to do all fucking day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I try honestly not to get uh, that messed up on tour to where, like, I feel that way. It happens uh, once every other week, Yeah, probably, where I do get that drunk or I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm going to die. Yeah. But I try not to. <laughs> I try not to, you know. But that, yeah, that's my cure. Getting high. Uh, getting stoned. I mean, that's like that. Yeah, smoking some pot, bro. Like that's that's what it is. Smoking some pot and like eating water burger. Oh, water burger is good. Red Bull's a good one. Or uh, vitamin B. For a while, for a while, we were all taking. Uh, we were bringing vitamin B like a big jar of pills, and we we're just like every morning popping the B twelve and the multi B and the- yeah. You got to. I mean, well, also you're in the van. It's rocking all over the place. You got a fucking six hour drive. You know, you're probably just eating gas station food and like. Really, that's another thing. It's like when I'm hungover, I really just want to go to like Waffle House and destroy an all-star breakfast. You know, like the whole thing with hash browns, smothered, covered, maybe with some chili on them, and then eggs with cheese and bacon. The worst is when you're like, I'm really hungry, but one bite I can't eat. That like yeah, that weird that nausea is, thing. That, that's where your weed comes in handy. That that's the thing, yeah. Like the thing is like, oh, I feel terrible. I'll smoke some weed, and then I'm ready to fucking eat. Like, uh and I think also like over years of doing it, that thing of like nausea, you I'm just like, you know what? If I just eat, that nausea will go away because there's like the that chemical in your brain that just tells you you're fucking hungry when you're hungover over and over and over again. So just eat, just do it, just do what it says. Yeah. Just do what it Even says. Even when it feels gross, just yeah, keep going, push it. through. Push fucking through. Just eat yeah. as much as you fucking can. What's a good food that you like to eat when you're hungover? What's the, like, what's something that really helps you soak it up? Hash browns. That's your hungover cures, hash yeah, browns. Like hash browns, eggs. Uh, I do feel carbs is a good, yeah, like, uh, anything carby, like a tortilla or a toast or a bread, of like a, a biscuit. Like something that's gonna make me feel full and soak up everything that's in my stomach is the way to go. Like a hash brown scramble, man. Where like it's just everything mixed up in one, and uh, or like breakfast tacos. You know, a big fluffy carb like a like a a biscuit and gravy or like a French toasty like a biscuit and gravy hash browns like. Anything with just, just na- like, the nastiest thing that you feel guilty about eating. Yeah, you know? and some grease actually coats, I feel uh, like, too. Like, some bacon grease. You know what I've been craving recently is that Whataburger breakfast burger. You had that shit? Ooh, oh, which God. I don't know. Which, well, describe it to me. So, it's their breakfast burger is a burger. So, it's got the patty, the cheese, hash browns, eggs on it. And it is fucking fire. It's not, I feel like I've had this before, but it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute for me, too, and that's why yeah. I've been craving it, because I actually haven't had it in, like, a very long time, and Whataburger's too expensive to Yeah, eat I'm anymore. a breakfast on a bun man when I'm there a lot. Uh, also, uh, like, a Sonic breakfast burrito when you go after breakfast time, and they're oh. fat as fuck. Those are 
fat as fuck. They're kind of too much for me a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, I don't need all this. But you're like, how it You're like, I want to eat it. I want to eat it. I mean, they're just, they make them. Once you go out to breakfast time, Chipotle sized. Chipotle sized breakfast burritos because they're just making that one for you. They don't have any hash browns. They don't have any eggs. They don't have any of the sauteed vegetables. So they're just like, well, whatever. You know, let's make it big. So that's the life hack. If you want uh, more than you paid for, go after the hours. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Go to Sonic after like noon. And even if you get like the dollar breakfast burrito, it'll be huge. And this is from a former employee. So like when I worked oh, yeah. when I worked at Subway, they called us uh sandwich artists. What did they call you? What was your uh tag name at like uh, uh sub uh, Sonic when you worked there? Uh Bitch hey, Boy? Like yeah, what's the hey, little Hey asshole? <laughs> 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 Sonic was the worst job I, one of the worst jobs I ever had. I I would uh when I worked at Sonic, I worked there for like a year and a half. And uh, the Sonic I worked at was in Commerce, Texas, and uh, super sexist. <coughs> only dudes were cooks. Only ladies were runners. That was the way it was. All on skates. It, yeah, it was never gonna change. That's exactly what it was. The owner was in there every fucking day. He was like this old white guy, like just an idiot, you know. Uh, and um, it it was a bad job. It was so bad that like I'd work eight to four at my other job, come in at five there, show up. They'd be like, "All right, mop the entire place and take all the trash out." And it'd take me like an hour and they'd be like, all right, go home. And so I'd work for like seven seventy five, and do clean the entire fucking store. And they're like, all right, you're good. Leave. Here's your $7. Yeah, here's your seven fucking dollars. I was like, oh, this is how they get you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then my, my, my uh, way to get them back was uh, if I did get a full shift or a decent shift, I would just run to the gas station next door, buy two tall boys, then run to the Italian restaurant next to that, do two or three shots, then run back to Sonic off my break and... Uh, Have a hangover for your second half uh, of the day. Second half of the day, and then put, store those tall boys in the fucking freezer, and whenever there was a lull, I'd just chug, chug a tall boy. <laughs> just be drunk as fuck, throwing my hand in a fryer. Burning all the skin off my hand. You well, know? hell yeah. I think we told some good hangover stories on this show. Yeah. I think we told a lot of good stories on this show. No, it was stupid, yeah. And we got a lot of good shit coming up. We're so This is our first night in Europe. We're here for three weeks. We're going to do a lot of good Europe stories coming up. Uh, fuck, we didn't tell any good plane stories hardly. We didn't tell any shit. of our good diarrhea stories. You guys listen to our show next week because we got more good stories coming up. Yeah, that one's just about diarrhea. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. But. We're going to have a diarrhea <laughs> episode next week, so listen to that one. Uh, look at our tour dates up, vandaliers.com slash shows. We're in Europe for the next three weeks. Then we got a bunch of American dates after that. We're on the West Coast for a month. Feels like forever since we've been there. Yeah, over a year or so. Yeah. Uh, looks like lots of good stuff in the in the works. Uh, yeah, listen to our show. Come up. Come out, hit us up, let let us know what you guys think about the show. Let us know if you're enjoying it. Uh, email us, uh, you know, shoot us something on the socials, uh, whatever you can. Um, you Tell know. us themes that you want to see coming up on the show. Ask us questions. We'll answer those on future episodes. 
uh, give us feedback. We've had a lot of feedback. A lot of it is play less songs. We just want to hear your dumb stories. Yeah. But the thing is, is like we're bad at just telling stories for two hours. Like we got to have a breakup so we can think about what the fuck we're going to talk about or think about what we're not going to talk about. Because <laughs> there's a lot of things we can't say on here. Let's <laughs> take some names out and we'll fix them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't say who they're about and it's okay, right? <laughs> anyway, so we're going to do one of those in two weeks. So listen to uh, this show, the next show, and the next show, and you're going to hear some great shit. I, I, I can't wait. I'm excited to do, be doing this in Europe, and hopefully this tour is really good. Uh, I think it's going to be a blast, man. Hell yeah. All right. I think you need to uh, close it out with some more songs about hangovers, and then let's get some sleep and then play our first show in Europe. <sighs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs>